welcome back to another episode of the Daily Dribble. Uh, we're back here now for our seventh episode. I'm your host, Nick, and joined by my two co-hosts, Rowan Lee. What's going on, guys? Lee here. G'day, guys. Hey, Nick. Hey, Lee. It's, um, it's been a big week in basketball, hasn't it? It has, and it's a big episode coming at you guys today. We've got a lot on the agenda, so we'll recap. We've each picked a game uh, that's stood out to us, so we'll recap that each. Uh, we'll go into some odds and ends, just other little things that have occurred throughout the week. And then we'll go into our feature segment uh, in the Battle of LA, who's shaping up better, the Clippers or the Lakers. And to end with, in some exciting news, we'll have a new segment uh, moving on up. So, yeah, a lot in store, a lot to look forward to. Um, yeah, and just, I guess, of note, we're... Uh, We've decided this week after our initial episode, it was we were we were quite happy. I was with happy it. with it, yeah, pleased yeah, with but it. But I think the overall consensus was that we were a bit flat overall, a bit flat, a yeah. little bit stiff, which is to be expected first episode and everything like that. But we've we're coming in hot today. We've had yeah. a couple of cheeky cheeky beverages, a couple bevies, just before the show, just to loosen up. So yeah, we're going to be coming at you with a lot of energy, a lot of bit enthusiasm, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it should be good. So. Rightio, let's, let's get into it. Let's, let's go. go. Okay, so I'll, I'll kick us off with our, I guess, our notable results section. I uh, I chose the game between the Nets and the Jazz the other day. Uh, that one, the Jazz 119 to the Nets 114. Uh, another another tight game, but the Nets just can't seem to, to buy a trick at the minute. And it seems to be the case. They're often leading at halftime and seem to falter in the... The latter half of the game, which is a bit of a shame. Their record is pretty average, and it, you know, there's been a lot of games that have gone either way for them. Yeah. Um, for the Nets in their losing performance, we had Irving putting up 27 points, three rebounds, and five assists. Which, when you look at that, it's it's not a bad showing from him. But if you look a little bit deeper, he went 10 of 30 from the field. And in that two of twelve from three, which for your marquee man, it's it's not good enough. Uh, so much of the responsibility is put on his shoulders, and yeah, he's not really delivering at the minute. Yeah. Would you agree with that, fellas? Yeah, yeah. that's that's right. Um, I think in the end, it came down to a combination of uh, Jazz Jazz playing well in that second half, and yeah. Kyrie uh, not not stepping up and struggling a bit. I've here he went uh, four from seventeen in the second half, which isn't which isn't the best when, when with with Durant yet to play, yeah. he's he's the player that the team relies on. Yeah. And um, in terms of that uh, reliability comes consistency. So absolutely. Yeah. And, and with that though, he had he did have a good look with eight seconds to go, three point shot to put them in front and just. As I mentioned a moment ago, two of twelve from the field, he, mm. he got a good look, but just couldn't put it away. Yeah, Corey has that clutch gene, doesn't he? But it doesn't always fall through when you need it yeah. to, unfortunately. And um, this is what happened. Definitely, and it's for the Nets at the minute. It seems to be kind of a flip of the coin. Are they are they going to get it, or are they are they not? And at the minute, it's been more often than, than not that they his uh, hero ball that we touched on last week hasn't hasn't come through. Mm. Um, but in that as well, for the Nets, Jordan 
DeAndre Jordan put up 15 points, 17 rebounds, and four assists, which was pretty good off the bench. Yeah, with yeah. with Jarrett Jarrett Allen starting in this game. Uh, I like that they're starting Allen, a young young center who does need that game time and exposure. But mm. I think he just needs, with how the Nets are shaping up, wanting to be a contending team already. He needs to just step up that little bit more, especially in his points per game, only going at eight and a half. So hopefully he can, as I said, I like that they are starting him, but at the moment, yeah, he just needs to take a little bit more control, I think. Uh, We'll move on. Well, for the Jazz, we had Donovan Mitchell putting up 30 points, six rebounds and two assists. And Mike Conley going for 18 points, four rebounds, and five assists. With those two, though, something that I I noted here, and it goes with the whole Utah team, was the pretty disappointing performance from three. Uh, Both Connolly and Mitchell went zero of five from three. And the Jazz as a team went uh, six of 26. So, yeah, 20... What is it? Twenty three percent, which is pretty pretty poor. Yeah, when when you're shooting from three at that percentage, I think I think there's a time where you just say, "No, it isn't working for us. Yeah. We're either gonna have to go inside the paint or drive drive to the bucket, try draw a fair." Particularly when you've got guys like Rudy Gobert sitting in the paint, he yeah. had an outstanding game, didn't he? Oh, and he got the putback dunk for the to put them ahead yeah. with. Was it 50 seconds to go or something, I think it was? Or maybe a little less, give or take. But it's still incredible. They, was it 6 of 26 from 3, and they still put up 119 points. So, yeah, it's... um, I don't know about the Jazz. I, I, earlier, now, second episode, I think it was, I had them pegged as the number one seed. Um, They're still warming up a bit. But, yeah, I, I don't know if I had my time again if I'd put them there. I think as the games have progressed, Mitchell and Connolly are starting to find a bit of a groove together. But how good's Mitchell though? Donovan Mitchell, well, he's, he's going to be he's going to be a superstar in a few years. Yeah, and he's already showing signs, isn't he? So especially in these last couple of games, he's really uh, really starting to heat up. As are the Jazz now, eight and three in the West. So yeah, good signs from them, and I like as well. They've got the quality in their starting five, Bogdanovich, Connolly, Mitchell. Um, but they've also got off the bench Joe Ingles, uh, Moutier, and Jeff Green. So, yeah, a lot of depth, a lot of quality there. And yeah. I think it's only only going to get better as the season progresses for them. I agree. Beautiful. We'll move on to, to Lee. What was your game? Yeah, so um, Hawks headed to Portland on Monday to, fa- to face up against the... Uh, the Blazers, um, the Hawks went into this one, three wins, six losses, with uh, the Trail Blazers, four wins, uh, six losses. Um, me, personally, I love watching these two the, these two teams play, so going into this game, I was, I was real excited, and um, it's fair to say I wasn't disappointed. Um, there were 16 ties and 14 lead changes and neither team uh, led by eight points in regulation. So it's a pretty tense game. Um, so tense, in fact, it took an overtime session to determine the winner, which was, uh, in the end, the Blazers. Um, standout performances, uh, it, it's no surprise. You see you see Trey Young and Jabari Parker from the Hawks. 
uh, and people like Lillard, McCollum and Whiteside uh, from the Trailblazers. But um, just quietly, I'd like to I'd like to just talk about Anthony Simons just real quick. He he's finished this game with twenty points, three rebounds, and two assists. Um, now he's on his rookie deal with the Blazers, and I feel like this is his first year where he's really he's really earned his part in the Blazers rotation. He's getting yeah. about twenty five to thirty minutes a game. I want to say impressive for a rookie. It is, and I think it I think it's fair to say. That over over the past couple of years, the Blazers have had a a bit of uncertainty in their bench, but if if this Anthony Simons, if he can play a role as that similar to someone like Lou Williams, um, someone that the Blazers can consistently count on off the bench, wouldn't that uh, be incredible? It'd be, that would that'd be way more difficult to to face up against. And. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more in our odds and ends section um, with the Blazers' newest acquisition, who we'll talk about shortly. Yeah. And you might have seen on our social media channels, check out our Facebook <laughs> and Instagram page at The Daily Dribble on Facebook and The Daily Dribble 23 on Instagram. Um, yeah, if he can step up, it's certainly with their new acquisition, certainly elevates their ceiling. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... You know, he's a scoring champion for a reason. He adds a huge element to the to the Trailblazers. But yeah, as you said, we'll touch on him later. But there's a fair bit to get through. There is, and I, I like your uh, your reference with Simons to Lou Williams yeah. there. And <laughs> wait, <Yeah. laughs> taxi, taxi, <laughs> somebody get this bloke a taxi. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Sorry, I'll let you carry on there, Lee. No, I think that's that. That's all I had to say. Oh. But yeah, just the the main thing if they. If they can get that uh, reliability off the bench, that will pick them up. We'll touch on it again in our odds in the end section, as I keep referring to, because <laughs> it is ex- it is yeah. exciting news on the Trailblazers. But from what you guys have seen so far, do you think they're underperforming, like based on their record? Well, I... you, you look at their team and you see Dame and CJ as yeah. the, I guess you could say, the consistent performers. Yeah. But I think they've always needed another piece they can't just rely on these two blokes yeah. week in week out um you look at the best teams and there's a, always a even three, performances. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah yeah um I, I touched on last week with Hassan Whiteside and how you know I'd love for him to gain a bit more consistency he had a really good game actually um he must have been listening to the podcast <laughs> as, Not, uh, another big fan of it another big <laughs> huge fan um he had 21 and 12 and he he sort of looked like the Hassan Whiteside that we that we remembered from um, the Miami Heat days and um yeah I think if he can string a few together they start to look uh you know a bit more dangerous going forward well I guess following on from what I just asked you guys about if they're underperforming at the minute. You look at last season and they were Western Conference Finals. Do they, from what you've seen so far, do you think they can replicate that? Not from what you've seen so far, I don't think. Um, I, I like how you said that and that'll tie in nicely yeah. with our our next section. But in the meantime, we'll move on to your game, Ro. What one did you have there? Yeah, so righty, I looked at Toronto versus the Lakers. Um, game. It was a good game. A lot of intrigue going into this one. So the the champions from from last season facing up against what many people I guess um, believe might be the champions for this um, current season. Um, 
you know, the Lakers went into this one red hot, didn't they? They only had the, the one loss against the Clippers on opening night heading into the game. So people naturally thought that they were a fairly good chance to, to take this one take this one away. Um, and the Raptors went into it in really good form as well, actually. They, they came in with uh, seven wins, two losses. Um, They've flown under the radar, haven't they? Oh, they have. They have. I, I think people probably thought after Kawhi left, what was going to happen with the with the Raptors? Were they going to go into fold and become irrelevant? But you know, it ties in with our, well, I guess my hero of the week last week, Siakam, yeah. and just the supporting cast around him. They they haven't dropped off, and as much as Kawhi carried them, I guess through the finals, they've still got such great quality and depth. And yeah, they they haven't really dropped off. We keep using the term "flying under the radar," and they're right up there in the east. But I guess they haven't quite got the the attention or I guess support that they did last year with Kawhi. Yeah, if they keep it up though, they they'll um, gain the attention fairly quickly. I would have thought. But um, yeah, so back to this game. It was a pretty even contest for the majority of the game, um, back and forth. But um, during the fourth quarter, the Raptors sort of turned it on a little bit. Um, they started on a 19-8 run, and that was enough for for the Raptors to run away with it. Um, it was 113 to the Raptors to 104 um, for the Lakers in the end. And yeah, the, it was sort of the usual suspects that we that we just referred to. So Pascal Siakam's, um, he was he was amazing. Um, little stat, he was plus 15 while whilst he was on the court. So he provides such a difference. Um, against no slouches either in the in the Lakers, that's uh, pretty impressive. Absolutely, against such a formidable team. Just touching on Pascal though, like he's won the most improved player last year, but could he even win the most improved player again? Like he just keeps <laughs> going, he keeps getting better and better. It's certainly not out of the question. And at the rate he's going, he's he's up there. He is, isn't he? And he's I wouldn't say he's in the MVP. No. chat at the minute but he's certainly doing a pretty good job of carrying this team as their I guess number one would I'd would agree. you say number yeah, one yeah, yeah. Lowry is probably the second again behind yeah. last yeah, year it was behind Kawhi but this year behind Siakam I tell you what though someone who's coming up on Lowry Fred Van Vliet yeah, or, or, yeah. I love Fred <laughs> I love Fred as well how good was he in the finals he's, and he's um, putting up numbers again so far he's so. stepped up um, career highs in um, points rebounds and assists Love that. You know, he's he's a huge performer for the for the Raptors this year. Um, and I guess we haven't really touched on the Lakers, but um, LeBron was doing LeBron things. He had a triple-double. He was pretty inefficient from the field, which may have contributed to, to mm. the loss. Um, then you look at the Anthony Davises, had 27 points, 8 rebounds. Yeah. Filled the stat sheet. Um but yeah, it was just more of an even even performance um, for Toronto as opposed to the Lakers. Um, and we'll certainly touch on on the Lakers more in our our upcoming segment. But yeah, a, a good game there. And it was uh, a a thing I uh, noticed with the Lakers is they didn't they didn't come out on top uh, from the points in the paint either. And I feel like and I feel like that's one of the Lakers' strong points, uh, getting points in the paint. And in most cases, often than not, if they're not on top uh, in the case of points in the paint, they're not on top in the game, are they? Well, no, and they've, as you said, it is their strong suit. They've, yeah, they've got Davis, uh, McGee, and 
I'll touch on him a little bit later on, but Howard as well. They've got mm. some pretty impressive tall timber that can sit under the rim and get them those those valuable points. I think we all agree it's probably a blip on the radar for the Lakers in terms of their season overall. But it sort of does uh, highlight the fact that they can't really rely on LeBron and AD to do everything um, and expect wins to come out of it. The whole team has to step up. Um, for this team to go deep in, in the finals or in the playoffs and then eventually to the finals perhaps. Um, you know, all the good teams have even performances. It's never one or two people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's something that I guess the Lakers need to need to focus on going forward. Well, I tell you what, I'm buzzing for the, our upcoming segment. I can't wait to get into a bit of a, a chat and debate about the uh, the two LA teams. Yep, the Battle of LA. Coming up soon, but uh, yeah, so that's that game. Good stuff, fellas. Very pretty interesting and, I guess, different games. Uh, it's good. But we'll, uh, we'll move on, just touch on some of the other little happenings throughout the week. Uh, on... Ooh, what day was it? Thursday in Australian time. I I actually had the day off from work, which was which was nice, and was able to watch uh, a couple of games. In particular, the Houston Rockets and the Clippers game. Uh, in that one, <laughs> I loved watching the first quarter, seeing Russell Westbrook for the the first time in his career in the first quarter getting four personal fouls, mm. sitting out the uh, the second quarter completely. And then, well, they, they bounced out to a 31-15 to 15 lead at quarter time. Uh, the Clippers came back and made it a game. It was pretty pretty tight going down the stretch. But, yeah, as I said, Westbrook, four fouls, opening quarter, sat out the second, and then returned to hit a couple of clutch threes down the stretch there that kind of pulled them ahead and, I guess, you could say got them the win. Yeah, it came back when it mattered. But um, we all we always know that Russ is going to come out with a with a bit of attitude and a bit of he aggressiveness. Was fired but, up. But geez, four personal fouls in the first quarter probably probably not ideal for the Rockets. It was funny funny listening to his his press conference after the game, uh, talking about Pat Beverly, who's he doesn't the, rate him, does he? <laughs> no, well Beverly's known as a bit of a pest and a nuisance, and Westbrook, I guess, just said that like. He runs around everywhere, but does two parts of not much. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, it sounded a little bit salty the way he said it, but it. He was mocking him a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, it makes for good basketball, entertaining, and. Wouldn't expect it, anything less from Russ, would you? Well, and on Beverly as well, he ended up getting fouled out of the game yeah. in the last couple of minutes. But yeah, I love I love seeing these two go at it. Yeah. It was kind of the same when Russ was at OKC, and yeah, it's um. A good matchup, one to watch out for in the uh, in their upcoming games against one another. Absolutely. Uh, and on Houston, uh, we it's got to be noted that Eric Gordon has been sidelined for six weeks with a knee injury. Bit of a, a bit of a hit to their, mm. I guess, their depth. Uh, already missing some key contributors, and Gordon's one of their bigger name players, so. Yeah, I guess time will tell if that'll impact them at all moving forward. And also in our social media posts earlier in the week, we mentioned that Gordon Haywood, uh, De'Aaron Fox and Chris Middleton are also sidelined with injuries at the moment. Uh, you can hit up our Instagram and Facebook pages to see a little bit more on those 
those injuries. Yeah, Nick, you asked on the social pipes with those three, um, which which player out has the biggest impact on their team? What yeah. are, what are, what are our thoughts on that? Well, I for me, I think it's De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. I think the well from last year, the Kings were all about uh, speed of play, movement, athleticism, and the focal point of that was Fox. Without well, they've struggled so far this season, and I don't think. Yeah, they were in and around the playoff picture last year, but if Fox misses too many games or too much time, I think same with the Pelicans, like missing Zion, they're going to dig a hole that's a little bit too deep to get out of. So, yeah, I'd be going De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I I think um, it sucks that Haywood's, Haywood's out. Do you know how long he's out for? Uh, oh, I don't have the notes on me, but they are on our... Socials page. It, they would be, wouldn't they? So, Shameless um, plug. Uh, check that one up. Uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, no, but... Um, he was he, just finding some form, wasn't he? Was, he was. And he's, he's had a brutal uh, run. He's he's such a vital player. And... Uh, As a Celtics fan, it, it, obviously it's a shame that yeah. Gordon Hayward's out. But I guess the same grace is you've got other other handy players to yeah. step up in his absence. Um, you look at Kemba Walker... What an addition he's been this year. Tatum, Brown. Tatum, yeah. There's a lot of quality there still, and hence why they're still top of the East. Mm, whereas you look at the Kings, and um, yeah, they don't have a hell of a lot of household names in that team, do they? So um, Darren Fox is going to be going to be a pretty pretty bad out for them. I would have thought. Well, uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lost what I was saying there. But that's okay. We'll press on. We'll, um, another thing I saw during the week was. Uh, the Magic were showing a bit of interest in acquiring DeMar DeRozan from the Spurs. Uh, if he were to sign, he would be replacing Jonathan Isaac. What do you What do you guys think about that? Do you think DeRozan would be a good signing for them, and I guess elevate their ceiling? Yeah, look, he probably hasn't been the same DeMar DeRozan as he was with Toronto. I was having a conversation with Nick um, before the podcast started. Um, and we were saying that perhaps he's a bit salty since he was booted off um, the the Raptors after being their marquee player for so many years and not not really stepping a foot wrong. Um, got the boot, didn't he, he for got, for Kawhi? Who, yeah. as as we were saying, he won the championship, but he only lasted one season. Yeah, uh, you've got I guess a a franchise talisman in DeRozan. Mm. And, yeah, shipped him off. He hasn't set the world on fire for the Spurs, has he? Um, no, and I guess we mentioned the Magic. Uh, in fact, they actually beat the Spurs today. So mm. I wonder what uh, I, I had them sitting, well, they made the playoffs last year. I predicted them just outside the eighth seed. Um, but with DeRozan, do you, do you think they could push into that upper, I guess, that upper middle tier of the conference? What do you reckon, Mike? It's it's hard to say because with with him uh, with him booted off um, Raptors, I feel like like you guys said he's lost a bit of motivation. Yeah. And you don't you just don't know if that would carry on over to uh, Orlando. He just looks lethargic, doesn't yeah. he? He's he not does. putting up the same points. Yeah. Not the same energy. I think probably one of the bigger issues for him was going to the Spurs um, because they are so focused on those mid-range jumpers. I think probably the worst thing he could have done is going there. He needs, I think, to refine his game a little bit, get a, a get, get a better three-point shot on him and 
especially for that Spurs team where you've got LaMarcus Aldridge who thrives on those mid-range jumpers. You need a little bit more, I think, in this day and age with the mm. league, a little more outside shooting. Mm. Um, I think in Orlando, you've got Vucevic who will just probably sit under the ring a little bit more and enable DeRozan to step outside. Yeah. I think he could... Uh, I'm not that high on Orlando. I think they were overrated last year, but I think if they could get DeRozan, it would, uh, yeah, get them get them in that competing. Mm. At the end of the day, you'd be adding a, you know... An mid- all-star player. You'd be yeah. adding an all-star player, probably add adds 20-something 20 20 points, um, average, you know, maybe 25 for the year. Um, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to be upset if, if um, the Magic signed DeRozan, um... Yeah, I don't think it's a bad signing, and especially considering he's probably not lighting the world on fire for for the Spurs. Probably a change of scenery again is is what he's after. Yeah, yeah definitely. If, if he goes into it with a fresh fresh mindset, a clean slate, and like you said, Nick, if he if he can work on that uh, three point shot, I think it'd be a pretty valuable uh, asset. Beautiful. All right, we'll look we'll look ahead to one of the more, I guess absolutely ridiculous moments uh, of the week. Uh, we posted it on our socials the other day. It was Trish, Tristan. Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Got there in the end. Speaking <laughs> English, Long Nick. Um, Thompson throwing up an absolutely wild shot for the Cavs when they were five points up against the 76ers. Five mm. points up with two and a half minutes to go. And he's pretty much taken a half-court shot with... Mm plenty of time left yeah. on the clock and I guess what's the real the real kicker there is that they they went on to lose the game mm. yeah he, I, what, was he was, thinking? what was he thinking I think he had one of his um, mistresses in the in the stands um, oh. from the sounds of it uh, <laughs> a bloke's an absolute weapon yeah. and I, t- I tell you what if I was a teammate of his I would have Blasted him. Yeah, I don't make, know what he was saying. Yeah. Guys, make sure to go check it out because this is one of the more bizarre things you'll see this season. Look at the score. Look at how long's left on the clock and the shot clock. <laughs> Piece it all together and let us know what you think because he's just gone full space cadet mode. Yeah, you yeah. chucked it up from the logo. Absolutely no right to do it. <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. And it's it's a shame because it's a game the Cavs, well, they as I said, two and a half minutes to go five points up with with possession it's a game they should have won but yeah. went on to lose by a point so like like you said it's a it's a shot like you said, actually yeah like you said on our social media page it's a it's a shot you take with your mates when you're up at the up at the basketball court not one when you're up by five or two minutes to go it's you can't be doing that no nah. and uh, i'm going to be paying a much closer attention to thompson yeah. throughout the season now to see what other absolute nonsense he uh, delivers so yeah. for better or worse keep an eye on him uh another point i made so i touched on earlier that i i watched the clippers rockets game on thursday um i just want to give a shout out to steve bulmer the uh the owner of the clippers i think by head and shoulders he's the most exciting owner to watch in the nba he was buzzing and just animated the whole game uh, no more so than in the fourth quarter uh, Kawhi he hit a hit a filthy three-point shot with the foul four-point play and 
yeah, Bulmer's just going off, out of his seat, loving life, getting guess, behind his team. And what what more do you want to see from an owner? We need that passion, don't yeah, we? Yeah, 100%. Why wouldn't you be loving life if you were Stevie Bulmer, though? He's a 53.2 billionaire. <laughs> yep. And he owns the Clippers, who are doing amazingly. Well, and, and another, I guess... I guess highlighting this, go back and watch his uh, press conference when they signed Paul George and Kawhi. I don't think it's like he's just won Tats Lotto, which oh, with his net worth he pretty much has. But yeah, yeah I, I think if all you guys just pay attention if you're watching games, keep an eye on him because he's he's almost as exciting to watch as the game itself. He's, he's full of life, Stevie Bummer. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, we'll move on to our final point in this section. We we mentioned earlier the the Trailblazers and their huge acquisition. Mm. Uh, Roy, do you want to let everyone know who it was if you haven't seen it yet? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, the Trailblazers, for those who have been living under a rock for the last <laughs> day and a bit, yeah, they signed Carmelo Anthony. Um, huge signing. Um, huge I think, signing. I think all NBA fans are happy to have him back in the NBA. It's felt... Felt strange not having Mello yeah. Mello play, especially considering we know he's still got something to give. It's kind of like a, I guess, a final swan song for him. He didn't. Mm. You, you don't want to remember him from his time with the Rockets. It's not for a player of his caliber. It's not how you want to see them go out. It's not. And for the Trailblazers behind Dame and CJ, they've now, I guess, formed a big three. Mm. Um, would. There's, Do you think he'll get minutes? Like, decent decent minutes? I don't know if he'll get decent minutes, but I'm sure he'll provide a spark off the bench or whatever role he's expected to play. He sort of has no choice at this at this point. He has to adapt to how, however the Trailblazers are playing. Um, the, only, the only question that I do have is, so he hasn't played since November last year. Um, that's a... F- that's a fair length between drinks for, yeah. for Carmelo. Um, Longer than what we've been having today. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we were on fire earlier, weren't we? <laughs> we came in hot. Um, hopefully Carmelo comes in hot as well, though. Um, what do you guys reckon, though? Does he does he still have it at NBA level? Like I touched on before, like we know he's probably got something to give, but you know what kind of impact will he bring to the Blazers, do we reckon? What do you reckon, Label? Oh, no, I'll, I'll take this yeah, one. Yeah. I'll take this one first. Um, I th- I think they well so far. I don't think Dame Lillard could have done any more. He's been he, I think he's second in points per game at the minute. So he's putting up ridiculous numbers, doing as much as he can. Uh, CJ started a little bit slower. Needs to find a little more consistency. But apart from that, there's not. I guess that real. Third, third option in terms of scoring, and hopefully, that's what Anthony will bring. Um, in terms of excitement for the team, I think it certainly enhances them. I think it makes them a lot more appealing to watch. And yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I, I'm so glad he finally got a team, and I can't wait to see what he delivers. Yeah. What do you think, Lee? Do you think well, he elevates their ceiling? If he if he can fit in seamlessly with how the Trailblazers play. He does bring a lot of drama with him, doesn't he? He does. Mm. But if he can fit in, then I think he's he's going to bring a lot to the Blazers. The um the Banana Boat boys were happy to have him back in the in the league, weren't they? Yeah. A few tweets from from Dwayne and um, oh, yeah, Bron. Yeah. 
yeah. they, were, they were stoked. And um, as D Wade said, it's about damn time that it he, is about that he damn returned. Time. Definitely. So uh, make sure to, I guess, tune into the Trailblazers games, guys. It's certainly going to be a lot more exciting. And yeah, hopefully then they're not. They haven't started that great to the season, but hopefully now with this little injection of excitement, it elevates their, uh, well, I guess their ceiling. Yeah. They they did pretty well last year. They're not looking quite like the same team, but yeah, I can't wait. I'm stoked for this signing. And look, you mentioned um, last week, Nick, about um, Nurkic coming back. Yeah. Um, that, that, that'll be another, another piece to the puzzle. So once it all comes together, who knows what the what the Trailblazers can achieve? Um, Definitely, you know, exciting things perhaps. Brilliant, good stuff, guys. We'll uh, we'll move on to our, I guess, our feature piece of the episode, the Battle of LA. Uh, before we get into this piece, we've, I guess, for those listeners out there, we've we've just paused it at our half waypoint there and. We've uh, reset the batteries, had a little, little toilet break, and uh, refueled on the drinks. So, yeah, look, look forward to a pretty exciting <laughs> second half of the episode where we're up and about again now, aren't we, boys? We are. We'll be coming home with a wet sail. That's <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, the Battle of LA. We've uh, <laughs> coming home with a wet sail. We've, um, yeah, so we'll just look at in this segment. Uh, the two LA teams at the minute, the Lakers and Clippers. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the Lakers and Clippers. Uh, yeah, the Lakers and Clippers. Like, who's in better shape at the minute? We'll just discuss how both teams are looking. We'll be on the 10-game point of the season. Um, and who we think is, I guess, in better position for that finals, elusive finals win. Uh, so I'll, I'll start on the Lakers, I guess. They're kind of who I've penciled in as, I guess, the favourites of the two teams. They've so far, after 11 games, sitting at 9-2, and two, uh, with those losses coming in, in the opening round against the Clippers and, more recently, the Raptors. Uh, I think well, what I've noticed so far, the offence uh, incorporating Anthony Davis, it's still got a little bit to be desired it's still working uh well they're still working it out should i say Mm. but the the defense i guess probably now in the recent nba is an overlooked part of the game the the defense has been sublime so far uh up there in the top couple of teams of the league and yeah it's it's certainly showing rarely well not rarely but yeah, I guess rarely. Yeah. <laughs> rarely teams are putting up, you know, 100, 110 points against them. Uh, myself and many, I'm not sure if you guys would agree, many thought there would be a bit of an adjustment period incorporating mm. AD, you know, another megastar alongside LeBron. Uh, doesn't seem that's the case. They've, as I said, 9-2 at the minute. It's gone pretty smoothly so far. Yeah, Nick, you touched on their defence. It's not a real surprise, though, is it? Like, you look at some of their players, and they're some of the best defensive players in the league. You look at LeBron, for starters. You know, he, he, he's always he's always up there and one of the better defensive players of the year. Um, you look at the Avery Bradleys. He's always been a lockdown player for his whole career. Um, you know, Rondo, he's only played a few games, but he's, 
he's always up there as well. Yeah. And you know, you can't forget Anthony Davis. He's yeah. he's not not many letting many um shots get through um in the paint. So yeah, it's no no surprise that they're up there in the highest um you know with the highest defensive ratings in the nba at the moment i saw a pretty uh fun fact the other day whilst i was watching the lakers and was it lakers and warriors games yeah um the lakers are i think the first team since i can't remember the year was it 1987 Hmm. i think it was to have all five starters that have been all all nba defensive team so i guess it should probably or not really come as a surprise that they have been doing as well as, well as well as they have been in defence so far. Mm. Yeah, but then but then also you need to take into account the Clippers' defence. They've got Beverly, Kawhi, and Paul George, who's just come in recently. Um, all all those three have been on the NBA all defensive all defensive team, and I think it's fair to say, especially especially compared to offence, defence. It is, but it isn't really one of those things you get real hype over. No, but not in this day and age, is it? Exactly. But I, I think the Clippers and the Lakers both have the capability to, to bring a bit of the hype to that defensive gameplay. Yeah. Well, this is probably what I was most excited about about getting you guys on board. Is We've had a couple of drinks and we've got <laughs> contrasting opinions now. So, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be good. So, you th- you think the Clippers are probably in better shape? I think the Clippers. Um, do you want me to touch on another point that I? Yeah, yeah, yeah knock points. it out, man. Go Look, for it. This um, is what we want. With the Lakers, they have a lot of good pieces, whether it be from LeBron, AD, off the bench, even Dwight and like I said, Rondo playing a couple couple Kyle games. Kuzma has recently Kuzma, yep. been included in some form. Mm. But the thing is, there are a lot of new pieces that still need to be put together. Whereas Clippers, without Kawhi, but and, they're incorporating those two big superstars, real ball dominant players. But who, with the Clippers, without Kawhi and George, they were essentially already a playoff team, and and. Well, you've seen so far they've they've done pretty well in incorporating yeah. um, Kawhi into the lineup. Yeah, uh, Paul George making his debut against the Pelicans the other day in that loss. Well done, Pelicans, good yep. win. <laughs> um, but how they, they're yet to play together those two superstars? Mm, mm. Do you think? Well, with those two, it's clearly going to see a reduce in minutes for I guess the Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, yeah. Jermichael Green all those other quality bench players, do you think... Because these guys, Kawhi and George, they're going to want to put up numbers mm. and be the focal points of the team. Mm. Do you think they can work around that? They've done well in incorporating one, yeah. but how do you go with two? Look, I think I think that'll fit in seamlessly. Because um, that's where it, I'm giving the edge to the Lakers at the yeah. minute. We've seen so far, which has been good. Yeah, yeah. Um, LeBron and AD have both played together, two yeah. superstars. We're yet to see the Clippers, though, mm. do look, that. Look, if they can share the ball with these these uh, the other Clippers players, I think I think they will they will be they'll be all right. Honestly, I think they can. They're both both um, Kawhi and um, and PG. I think they're both very team orientated players. Yeah, they love to be the um, focal point for their teams, but 
you know, they're, they're still going to put team first. And I think prime example is Kawhi last year. You know, he's he's had, was the focal focal point for that team. But, you know, other players chipped in and it led to a championship. But in saying that, you know, we, we can only really go off what we've seen so far in the season um, in sort of like determining who's who's in a better position and who will be better going forward and you know so far the lakers have been you know the probably the best best team on par perhaps with the celtics yeah um, yeah i'd agree with that yeah so you sort of at the moment you sort of think well the lakers are probably in a better position but who knows if that'll be the case come come playoffs where these two teams will you know they'll they'll feature prominently um and one thing that I did want to touch on, um, you know, are we expecting Kawhi to be to be rested as often as he was last year for the Raptors? I mean, he's yeah. already sat a couple of games out, and um, well, I've heard know. they want to sit him on most back to backs. I guess it's when you've got Paul George back now. I guess it's not as much of a hit when you can, with even without Kawhi, you've still got that. I guess top five top ten player in the NBA still mm. suiting up. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think, as LeBron said, he, he said the other week, uh, if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not sitting games for the sake of sitting games, which I quite admire. Mm. A bit yeah. biased, but... Mm. Um, yeah, I like that fact. I think the league as a whole as well, fans... Uh, on the money side of things, I think if the best players are available to play, they should be playing. So yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, I think it's going to come down to a matter of who's healthy and, of course, who's more consistent between the Lakers and the Clippers in the end. Well, with the, with that, so I've I've got a little point yeah. written down here with the Clippers. I guess. Do you think? A lot of teams' focus is on the number one seed, being in that upper tier of the conference. Uh, with the Clippers, though, do you think, regardless of if they finish 1-8, to eight, mm. it's not really going to affect them? Even if they hypothetically came in as the 7th or 8th seed, don't have home court advantage, I still think, for them, they believe in themselves. With the quality they've got, Across a seven-game series, mm. whether it's home or away, they're going to back themselves in. Do you think, I guess my question, in a long mm. long way of coming around it is, do you think they're concerned about where they finish in that topper or upper tier of the conference? Yeah, look, obviously you want to finish as high as, as possible. Um, but at the end of the day, championships are won in June. So... You know, as as much as they'd want to, you know, finish the season in you know as high a seat as possible, I don't think it's a be and be all and end all for the for the Clips. Um, you know, they're I reckon they're going to have their star players ready to go, firing and fresh come when come playoffs. Time. Yeah, yeah, when it really matters. So, uh, you know, as for um, is finishing first. Um, in the regular season, their highest priority definitely not. Um, but you know, in saying that, they would you want still to want finish. to finish high, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives I, them confidence going into the playoffs. Bit of momentum can't hurt. Yeah, well, I guess this segment as a Lakers fan, I was always going to be pretty biased. But yeah, I've I've 
so far been really excited by not only do they have that top tier talent in LeBron, AD, uh, I guess Danny Green, but they've also got, well, I, I love their depth. Uh, Kuzma's just come back and has been finding a bit of form. Rondo, as you mentioned before, has also just returned and doing good things. Uh, they've also got Jared Dudley, KCP, Caruso, uh, Cook and Avery Bradley. It mm. makes for a pretty pretty potent uh, lineup, you know, eight, nine deep. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been super impressed about as a, compared to last year. There wasn't for the Lakers that kind of depth, and as soon as they lost LeBron, it made a pretty immediate impact. Whereas mm. if LeBron was to go down now, I think the Lakers would still be okay. Yeah. Um, for me though, I think one of the most exciting things has been Dwight Howard. Oh yeah. yeah. That bloke has been phenomenal so far, and he's really embraced his role he as, that, as yeah. that number number two. Um, going for seven and a half points per game, seven and a half rebounds, and mm. so far two double doubles. He's he's been pretty impressive alongside McGee. Yeah, he's he's rejuvenated, isn't he, Dwight? Like we haven't seen him, uh, you know, play like the old Dwight since probably like when you look back at it, it's probably the Orlando yeah, days. Yeah, it's been a was, while. Yeah, and I think I guess a little bit of ego, a little bit of. Uh, yeah, I guess ego has mm. kind of kept him from accepting the fact he's probably a number two now. Yeah. Um, but now with the Lakers, it's a non-guaranteed contract, and yeah, he has embraced that role. You see him, you know, timeouts on the bench, smiling, happy. Him and AD's chemistries, I love yeah. that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's good, and he's he's playing really well. It's and that's what the Lakers need mm. when McGee goes off. You could slide AD into the five. Uh, he mm. doesn't really want to play there, so it's good to be able to have Dwight, that second option, and he's, he's giving them valuable mm. minutes and valuable points as well. Fair to say he's loving his time in Lakerland a lot more second time around as opposed to... You know, uh, first time around, yeah, eh? Yeah, he's, he was a bit... Yeah, I don't know. He didn't look, he didn't look like a Him and Kobe didn't like, get on, did they? No, they didn't. Two different personalities. And I guess both... I guess assuming themselves as a number one, it, mm. it causes quite a bit of conflict. Yeah. Um, the great man, LeBron, mm. he's he's like a fine wine, isn't he? He is. As much as you don't want to admit it, Lee, because you're, I guess, on the Clippers. Oh train. no! Without without a <laughs> no, don't don't don't. I'll give it to me. Tell me what you really think. <laughs> oh no, LeBron! You can't question LeBron. No. He's he's oh. been incredible so far. I again. A biased opinion, but mm. he would be right up there, I guess, in the top three for MVP voting oh, at the minute. Definitely, yeah. Um, he's leading the league in assists, and yeah, going for just a tick under twenty-four points a game, eight rebounds, and eleven point one assists. He's uh, he's just doing LeBron things, isn't he? he is. Though we're, we're all used to it now. What is his seventeenth season? Is that right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Give or take something yeah. like yeah. that, but. It's been impressive the fact, like he understands he's, you know, he's still scoring good points, but he's become, I guess, this season, I guess, exampled by the fact he's leading, leading, <laughs> leading. Here <laughs> come the drinks, Axie, <laughs> leading the league in assists. It kind of demonstrates that he, he can take it over a game when he wants to, 
mm. but he's also incorporating those around him, which again highlights I think the fact why I'm so high on the Lakers is that mm. as well as AJ and LeBron leading the team, they're getting valuable contributions from everyone. And yeah, I, I, I'm I'm fingers crossed. I as a Lakers fan want him to push forward for another MVP title. and How yeah. old is LeBron? Is he 34, 34 is he? 34, yeah. And he's this healthy still. Well, I saw, I saw a, uh, a quote from Steve Kerr the other day after the Warriors-Lakers games, and Steve Kerr said that LeBron just might be the greatest athlete to ever, ever yeah. walk the planet. Mm. And <laughs> I don't think you can get much higher praise than that across mm. the course of history. To be regarded as you the know greatest the, athlete, the yeah. greatest. The and thing is, I couldn't disagree with him. Well, well, we'll probably do an episode on this, I guess. Yeah. In coming episodes, yeah. uh, about our greatest top ten players of all time. Mm. Uh, and I was I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were they were talking about that that topic, the top ten of all time. And there were there were two names that clearly stood out, LeBron and, and Jordan. Mm. Uh, after that, there's a lot of great players, the Larry Birds, Elijah Wan, uh, Magic Johnson, a lot of names that come up, but there's there's those two that kind of separate themselves from the field. Yep. Just just quickly, without going into too much detail, where do you err on the side of Jordan and LeBron? Lee, you first. I know, I know, right. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that out there, but the the Stephen A the Stephen A skit was That's the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, me too. If you haven't seen that, check that out. Search up uh, Stephen A versus Skit Woosman, LeBron versus Jordan. It's it'll be the funniest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> but honestly, oh, honestly, I I just can't compare them. Yeah, I well, think it's, it's, no, it's, well, that's fair. It's yeah. A, it's, it's, yeah. it's difficult, isn't it? Because That's a battle we, of errors, isn't it? It is. We've only been we've been lucky enough to see LeBron, um, but you know, those who who watched Jordan are adamant that he that he was the um, you the, know, gra- the greatest of all time. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really hard to say. You don't want to sit on the fence or anything like that. But you can only go off what you've what you've seen um, personally. So. It might be as, one for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah. it's hard at, at the minute. I, I, as as you said, we'll save it for another episode. But I guess the thing that I guess helps helps LeBron's case at the minute is he's not done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as I said, he's he's an MVP candidate again at thirty four, leading the league in assists, still doing incredible things. And like from what I've heard, his, his goal, his dream is to be able to play with. Oh, Bronny. With Bronny Junior, yeah. so you'd love to see it, wouldn't you? Imagine that oh. father-son combo in the league, playing against each other. It, does, it doesn't get much better. Yeah. Bronny, Bronny sort of reminds me of my hops when I was in <laughs> high school. Just stack it on, <laughs> with you? Yeah, yeah. get no, off it. Um, well, I saw you last week too. <laughs> what are you talking about? We were three for three hundred. <laughs> well, we'll have to do. Um, we want to. With the daily drill, we'll incorporate some videos, live videos, things like that. Branch off maybe to YouTube. Yeah, well, and what we'll do, we'll, we'll do a free throw oh, competition shit. and a three-point competition, things like that. I and hope we'll... you're ready for a um, 24-hour stream. 24-hour <laughs> stream, yeah. First to 10 baskets. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're taking the mickey, aren't you there? <laughs> um, but yeah, it would, be, it would be pretty incredible and... 
the fact that he's still doing incredible things at this age, it's he's he's destined at the rate he's going if he wants to continue, which it seems he does. It's going to break scoring records and yeah. many other records on the way. Yeah, it's it's a pretty uh pretty interesting debate. One mm. we one we and you guys as viewers should look forward to in uh, future episodes. Mm, absolutely. Uh, we'll, I guess we'll round up this segment. Uh, yeah. We'll give a quick out of who do you think the Lakers or Clippers are in better position at the minute. Mm. I'll, uh, I'll start it's us off. Yeah. This is going to be a very big no. surprise, guys. Yeah, um, for <laughs> Clippers right, Nick. <laughs> Clippers right. No, I'll, I'll... Not just because I'm a Lakers supporter, but I think the way they've been playing... Uh, their depth and yeah, just other other things we've mentioned so far. I'll as a I guess a titles prediction. I'll say the Lakers. Mm. Yeah. As for you, Lee. Um, well, it's undeniable. Maybe Lakers a little bit more, but both Lakers and Clippers they've they've been wreaking havoc so far in the season. Have I have I in this segment? Have I turned you? It have seems I... <laughs> I thought you were more leaning towards the Clippers. Have I? Uh, Stick to Young's lane. No, 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 no. Still, it's 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 too early to tell. Even still, because Paul George is just coming back this game. We haven't seen them together yet. We haven't. I think I think if if uh, Paul George and uh, Kawhi can can mesh together and uh, fit in together within the Clippers, I think I think they'll come out on top. But if not, maybe it'll be the Lakers. No, I need a definite answer. Lakers <laughs> well, or Clippers. Okay, if you okay. were to give a lock title prediction, lock it in, Eddie. Okay, um, I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to go Clippers. All right, move That's on, all. clown. <laughs> right, right. Someone who will speak a bit of sense here. What have you got, mate? Oh, I don't know. I'm about four beers deep, so I don't know how much, <laughs> how much sense is coming in. But um, look, you can only really go off what, what you've seen so far. Um, the Lakers have been the form team of the season. And at the moment, it just doesn't look like they're going to be slowing down anytime soon. Um, in saying that, like, if Kawhi and PG can sort of gel throughout the season, which, to be honest, I'm sure they will, then the Clippers will be right up there come the end of the season. Um, but, you know, I don't like sitting on the fence, so... No, I, I don't think, like it sitting no, on the fence no, either, so... No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'll have to go with the Lakers just based off what I've seen and the fact that Good man. Their, their best players like LeBron and AD um, look like they're in for a massive season. Yeah. If they're in for a massive season and can't be stopped, then look out everyone else in the in the league. Well, it's pretty exciting either way. Two quality teams uh, that'll probably go neck and neck down the stretch. Uh, for you guys out there, make sure to let us know who you think is going to win the Battle of LA? Imagine, imagine that email coming through. Um, hey Nick, um, I think I think Lakers are going to get up. Thanks. Uh, don't need to respond, but I just want to add that to you. <laughs> what? Imagine. Um, uh, what? I, I, look, I can I can see. Who the, are we calling the taxi for? No, no. Listen, listen. <laughs> I can see them saying it on a on a maybe an Instagram post, but I can't I can't see me myself or anyone else coming in with an email saying, "Look, look Nick, the Lakers will get up. Thanks. Send that one through." Not res- not not expecting a reply, but I think Lakers will win. I can't see that. Look, I don't know if that's just the the drinks talking, down, but that- turn it down. Con no, that, that, that's what we want. So, guys, make sure. Honestly, we want you guys to let us know. That's. 
We like and engagement. We like engagement, and that's what this show is about. As much as we share our opinions, we want to know what you guys think, whether that's via our Instagram at uh, the, the Daily, Daily Dribble Twenty Three. All right, you go. Uh, or Facebook, just at the Daily Dribble. Thanks, guys. And our email at the Daily Dribble Twenty Three at gmail dot com. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's good. No, that's good. That's what we want. Thanks, Lee. Um, no, we, we honestly, we do appreciate what you guys have to say and what you think. And so far, we really impreci- appreciate appreciate the engagement that's been shown across these platforms. So, honestly, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, so just recapping that. In, I guess, predictions of those two teams, I've got the Lakers. I've uh, got the Clippers. And yeah, I've got the Lakers as well at this point. Very good, good stuff, fellas. That's um, yeah, good, good content in that one. <laughs> That's it. I guess our first real, I guess, debate. Yeah, call yeah, it. Has been. contrasting opinions. Yeah, and yeah, we'll move on. Ooh, what are we? Nearly fifty-seven minutes deep. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of good content for you guys. But we'll move on to our last and newest segment. Moving on up. Right. Did you want to just explain this one real quick? Yeah, so basically we're going to be highlighting um, some players that, I guess based off their recent performances, are ready to take the next step in their career. So, you know, whether that be the jump from being a contributor off the bench to a solid role player for their team or or just a regular starting five player to an out-and-out superstar, um, yeah, we're going to sort of be listing the players who we think are ready to progress to the next stage of their career. Beautiful. All right, well... For our new segment, I'll, I'll kick us off. Um, so my player for moving on up is, I guess you could call a star already. Uh, in his second year, I think he's ready to make that transition into a superstar player. And that is none other than Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. I think so far he has been absolutely phenomenal in terms of the way he's well, he's now established himself as a clear number one on this team, mm. and I guess more so now, given John Collins is yeah. is undergoing his twenty five game suspension. Uh, it's now this Hawks team's now more reliant than ever than on Trey Young. Uh, across ten games so far, he did miss a couple due to injury, but across ten games, he's put up twenty seven point three points. Uh, four rebounds and a tick over nine assists a game. So, yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable for a bloke who's in his second year in the league. Uh, yeah, trigger tray. It's it's really good. He he didn't have his best game versus the Suns the other day in that loss, only putting up twenty one points, only the single rebound and thirteen assists. But uh, if you look back a little earlier in the week, I guess he's. His credentials were no better shown than in their win over the Nuggets, who are, I guess, regarded as one of the favourites in the Western Conference. They uh, won 125 to 121. And, yeah, Trey Young put up 42 points, four rebounds and 11 assists, going 13 of 21 from the field and eight of 13 from deep. As I said, yeah, he's, he's, I guess, already last season established himself as a as a star mm. but at the rate he's going in my eyes he's right up there in the MVP road ratings should I say 
and has established himself as, I guess, that superstar. Really a franchise player. Mm. I love Trey. I mean, he had his doubters very early on in his career, which yes. was, you know, to be honest, that was completely unfair. He was a guy in his first year who, you know, hadn't really shown what he could offer in full. And now, you know, he's putting putting all the pieces together and he's getting um, Steph Curry comparisons. Yeah. yeah. How good must you be to get Steph Curry comparisons in your second year? Um, you know, I just love everything about him. I love his I love his attitude as well. He's he's he trash talks, doesn't he? he? Does, yeah. And he, he doesn't care. He's in his second year and he's already he's taking up it up to the best of the best. Mm. He's by no means arrogant, but at the same time, he's got that attitude that you love your star player to have. Yeah. So, yeah, absolute gun. Um, you're talking about that Suns game, Nick, um, where he didn't he didn't uh, didn't put, really fire, he, he didn't did he? put too many numbers up on the board, but. I was uh, watching that game at home, and um, I think this was due to he he every time he got the ball, he got double teamed, and I think the Suns, even though they they got up in the end, but they were forgetting that he has a good pair of hands on him. He yeah. can pass the ball off, mm. and uh, he he just needs his teammates. If he's going to pass the ball off, he needs his teammates to uh, to drop buckets. Yeah, and that's and that's what I love. That's a really good point, Lee. The fact that, as I said, he's putting up twenty three and nearly a half points a game, mm. but he's also at a tick over nine assists. So, when teams do try and double team him, that's great. That's great for the Hawks. He's got the ability to be able to dish it off mm. and clock up those assists and get his other teammates involved. But when it comes time to turn up down the stretch. You know, you need ice in the veins. That's, uh, yeah, he's he's quite the player already. And, you know, I think, as I said, if he can continue this form and if the Hawks can get, I guess, what, probably at 500, 40, 41 wins, yeah. he could be, you know, well and truly in that MVP talk, which would be... A pretty phenomenal effort for a second-year player. So, yeah, yeah, for our first segment on moving on up, I've got Trey Young, uh, Lee. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to you, mate. Who do you have there? Yep. So, um, twenty odd years ago, the Mavs were blessed with uh, Dirk Nowitzki, and now just last year, it seems they've been blessed again with uh, with Luka Doncic. Another um, quality international uh, player, as you mentioned last week, right? The Mavericks week. Yeah. there. Yeah. Look, he's he's twenty years old. He's a six foot seven. He's playing point guard, and he's from Slovenia. Um, he's he's played in the Euro League, and uh, I don't know if you guys have seen, but he's got his fair number of achievements. He's got the MVP, I think he got over there, and he also I think he won a title. Um, oh, continue on, continuing on from his um, from his rookie rookie season last year. He's 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 definitely transitioned it over to this year as well. He's averaging about twenty eight points, ten rebounds, and just under ten assists. And I'm sure I can speak for you too as well. He's just a fun guy to watch, isn't he? He's shooting. He's IQ. It's crazy. And you look at him, and he's like, yeah, he's got something special. He's putting up MVP numbers, isn't he? Oh, and he's and, in his second year. Well, it's like Trey Young, the same draft class, the same kind of quality, and I think they're 
I guess stories are going to be forever intertwined um, just because of that. And they're mm. both doing incredible things. Mm. One thing, one thing I would like to mention. So I saw the other day a little article um, just in regards to Luke. He said his numbers, he's nearly averaging a triple-double. Do you think, given how Russell Westbrook's been, he's averaged triple-doubles two seasons in a row, do you think him averaging the triple-double kind of takes, I guess, a little bit of the shine off if, if Luca for the season, were to average a triple-double? Do you think, Look, because the way Russ has done it tw- two years in a row... I feel like they're different kind of players, though. Yeah. Like Russ, he's much younger, hey? Yeah, 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 he's much younger. And Russ, to an extent, I feel like, chases his triple-doubles. Yeah, he's a stat patter. Luca, I feel like after watching a lot of their games um, this year and over last year, he doesn't chase stats. He's no. a team team first player. So, yeah, I don't know if, if he'll take any... Uh, shine off the fact that he averaged a triple double yeah um you know he's he's just a amazing player to watch and um you know mark cuban might technically well, own that team but i tell you what that's lucas, lucas team, team. Isn't it? that is lucas team and i, I he love calls the shots i love that pick from you lee i think luca i was tossing up actually between him and trey same draft yeah. class and I'm glad you picked him. Yeah, someone that too. Yeah, well, do you, so again with as like Trey making that transition from star to superstar. Yeah, I guess still early days, but I guess highlight the MVP race. Do you think for Luca to be in consideration? You know, not only does it take into account how you personally play, but how your team goes. Do you think? Uh, I guess for the like the Mavs have probably for him to be in consideration, maybe fifty wins. Mm. Do you think a lot of it also comes down to the other superstar on the team, Porzingis, mm. to get those wins necessary for Luca to be in that conversation? Do you think, or what? What have you made of Porzingis so far? Do you? Th- I I think personally, he's fallen a little bit flat. Mm. Uh, I guess with such a long. Injury layoff. There's still that bit of rust. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Do you think the the question is uh, that I have for you is do you reckon they'd um, be performing the way they would without him? Yeah, without Doncic, without Paul Zingas, because oh. you were saying that he's fallen a bit flat, but he's well. So far, I I probably do think so. Mm-hmm. So far, Luca has pretty much carried this team. Yeah. Hence, why you've got him on in this segment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for the Mavs and Luca to be considered an MVP candidate, I think fifty wins is probably where they need to be. Yeah, and mm. I think to get there, I think Porzingis needs to probably elevate Step his game, a bit, doesn't mm. he? Yeah. yeah, and he's going to be in contention with players who a lot of players uh, uh, whose team will will have a high amount of wins come the end of the season. You look at like the LeBrons. Giannis, Harden, Giannis, Kawhi, like you just all going to be up there, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So this year it may actually um, rely on the the way that they've um, you know led their team to wins throughout the season as opposed to individual efforts. And I think what I've noticed the last couple of years is 
for the MVP, there's normally a narrative, um, whether it be Harden going on an incredible scoring run, Giannis carrying his team to 60 wins, etc., etc. There's normally kind of a clear narrative that's involved and that's something that the media and those voting get involved with. So, yeah, what what's... What is the Mavs' narrative? Is it getting fifty wins and into the into the playoffs? Or yeah, I don't know. It might just be might just be um, you know a new era with the with the Mavs and who's leading that new era, Luka Doncic. Absolutely, that could be what gets him across the line. A young European um, player, you know, in his second year, may yeah. just that may just be the narrative that the that the NBA are after. That have to take into account his on floor IQ though. Oh, he's, it's incredible. He's isn't it? twenty years old and he's his already vision. reading plays before it's even happening. Yeah. And this is probably largely accountable because he has played in the Euro League against men and like we said last week, playing against men is different different to playing to the against league, boys. It, it does. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's evident um, by watching Doncic play. I love that and that Honestly, as I said before, that's a great pick from you, Lee. And yeah, we're two thirds of the way through our new segment, and yeah, two superstars or two stars from last season who are ready to make that next step in Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Yeah, mm-hmm. what have you got, Ray? Yeah, let's round it out with the third and final final member of this new segment. Yeah, rightio. So the bloke that I've chosen, he's he's been around for a few years now, um, but Jeezy's stepped up. Um, it's Brandon Ingram from the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. Um, you know, after losing Anthony Davis last year, Pelicans fans may, may have been fairly worried as to what their future may hold. Like, I know they'd, they'd just taken Zion Williamson in the in the draft and that added a bit of excitement. But at the end of the day, you're losing the best centre in the league um, in exchange for players who were by no means... Um, superstars. Pretty incredible package though, hey? Yeah. Like, as a yeah. Lakers fan, I know I was pretty upset by losing Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, mm. and the amount of draft picks they did. So, yeah, yeah, I think the Pelicans, they had an incredible offseason, as you said, highlighted by the fact that not only did they get this package, they also got Zion, JJ Redick, and, yeah, they formed quite a team mm, absolutely but, but hasn't quite lived up to expectations as of yet <laughs> not yet not yet but plenty of upside for the pelicans Definitely. Um, for brandon ingram personally he's averaging career highs in all major um statistical categories so he's averaging 25.9 points per game which is a f- fair few points up on what he was last year um 7.3 rebounds and 3.9 assists um he sort of stepped in um, for the time being, as the main scoring option for the Pelicans. Oh, that's that's a really yeah. good point, mm. and that's something I want to ask you, Ro, as given that you've picked Ingram as your, I guess again, like Young and Doncic, mm. who's someone who could be ready to make that start a superstar transition. Yeah. Um, Ingram's the main scoring option at the minute, mm. clearly. Mm. Do you think once Zion comes back? Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm, indeed. Do you yeah. think Zion? <laughs> do you think Ingram will still be the focal point of this team, or do you think Williamson will? I I believe that he will still be the main scoring option. Yeah, um, Zion will be in his first year. Rookie, he yeah. won't be relied on to do everything. Um, 
especially considering Brandon Ingram's had the start that he has to this season. He sort of showed that he can lead the team in points. Um, you know, it's probably going to have a bit of an impact, obviously, having a player like Zion Williamson, who's come in as the first pick in the draft. There's so much hype surrounding him. He's going to have an impact, obviously. But I think in terms of who's going to lead that team in scoring, um, Brandon Ingram's shown that he, that he can so far, and I think he'll probably um, do it going forward. I think that's probably good for Zion as well, do you think? Yeah, do you, yeah, you don't you want agree all the pressure on you. As a first-year player and probably no high, higher draft pick regarded since LeBron, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, the way he's been promoted, it, it, there's certainly a lot of expectations yeah. on his shoulders. And that's good to have Ingram as that uh, right now he's relied on. You don't want yeah. to go into the league being Zion and being the focal point being relied on to drop buckets and to get your team to win. Every game's going to be scrutinised so heavily for the Pelicans and yeah, the way they've started it doesn't, like I personally thought they were going to be in and around the playoff picture. Um, so far what I've seen, they're an exciting team, a lot of quality young players not quite ready to take that step into the into the chasing pack, I guess, so far. Um, if Zion delivers the way that he's, I guess, expected to, it's a different story. But, yeah, so far I think the Pelicans can take a lot of, I guess, confidence and reassurance out of the fact that after his blood, blood clot uh, concerns, Ingram has has stepped up and he, he has been pretty phenomenal so far. Well, well, that's... um. That's that's a big debate in the NBA right now. Whether I think it, it I think it's evident that um that Ingram has stepped up, but whether he's going to be the most improved player, and yeah. I think he'll be up there definitely. It'll be, yeah. it'll be up there, but I think I think last year I think he had the potential. I think he did, but you won't hear this often. But I think um, LeBron held him back a bit. I think Ingram is one of those players that needs to have his the bowl in his hands and to the pressure on him to perform and yeah. it's it's without a doubt since last year's three point game and his free throw game have stepped up but I think at at Lakers he had the potential. Well I tell you what, that's I, I think all three picks myself, Trey Young, Lee with you, Luka Doncic and for you Roy, Brandon Ingram, it's um three players I certainly feel are ready to take that next step. Definitely. Uh, we highlighted in the, I guess, the promo to the episode that it could be anyone from a sixth man to a, a contributing starting five player, a star to a superstar, um, a superstar to a Hall of Famer, I guess. But yeah. I think we've highlighted today three three players who are ready to go from star to superstars. Definitely. So, yeah, very exciting. Um I will. I think, not quite sure. We've we've spoken about it briefly. We had last week our segment hero of the week. Uh, this week, moving on up. I think. Are we are we thinking of just alternating? Yeah, the maybe two? transitioning so. between the two. Yeah. Yeah, I think, kind of highlights, two. I guess great segments that feature on, you know, players that have stood out during the course of the week, and I guess for that matter, the season. And also players that, I guess, some sometime or today we had stars. Bless you, Lee. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> stars, 
that are ready to go to superstars. But, you know, some of the cases, it's it's going to be players that might not be household names. <laughs> <laughs> Bench players for it to, to start yeah. is like, it, it ranges. And that's, that. I like the the diversity in this segment, how it can be any of those, any of the, oh, I don't know yeah. the word I'm looking for, but you I know what I'm talking the, about. The array of options. Yeah, exactly. Um, we will, probably not today, but we will look to add a little bit of intro music, I guess, to this segment. Um, we're still, we're still all pretty unfamiliar with podcasting and all the features such as intro music, features, different things like that. But we are, we assure you, we are, we are working hard. We are well, trying to get right. better and learn. And it's it's only episode seven for you, Nick, and only we, episode we've two done for us, eh? episode two for the three of us. So it's just a learning curve that we're gonna need. We'll face the bumps as they come, but yeah. definitely. Mm. No, it's it's been good, fellas, and it's what are we an hour and nearly seventeen minutes in today? It's been a big episode, and so if you've stick through. We we need to say thank you for that, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed, honestly. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of content, and to be honest, I think the way we're feeling, I certainly feel like I'm a little bit upset that we're probably, oh, probably going to yeah. end now. I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. there's still hours of content that we could talk about. It's, yeah. it's been a huge week. Fair to say, we came home with a wet sail, though, didn't we, as promised? Uh, we did, and we would uh, would like to just give a quick little shout-out oh, to, yeah. uh, to Glenn Hancock, uh, father of Rowan Lee, um, who, I guess, encouraged us. No, I wouldn't say encouraged. He, not encouraged. He inspired oh, I our don't know. Crea- creativity yeah. in this yeah. episode. We, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a couple of beers. and He just uh, said it'd, it'd be good if uh, uh, if the boys got a bit loose before the episode. <laughs> a little bit loosened up. So, yeah, yeah we've, um, mm. I don't know, I think this has been a good episode, fellas. We've been vibing with it, feeling feeling good. Mm, yeah. You guys feeling good? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think the turning point was when Nick called Leia clown. Oh, that's God. sort of when it um yeah. know, took off and <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's um we've we've also been discussing what we're gonna do. We'll we'll touch on this in probably a week or two, a little bit close to the date, but mm. we're <laughs> we're gonna have a little Christmas special in a couple of weeks. We're gonna uh we're gonna go quite a few beers deep. And just, we're not going to go in with any plans at all. We're just going to talk absolute smack about basketball mm. and probably just things in general. Yeah. And yeah, see where it takes us. We're going to let our creative juices flow. Absolutely. We'll chuck the explicit sign on that one. Yeah. So, oh, fair yeah. warning to um, everyone <laughs> coming into that podcast. Definitely. I love it, fellas. It's good. It's really good. Um, for today, though, we'll probably wrap it up there. A lot of a lot of content, a lot of stuff we've gotten through, but uh, yeah. I think I, it's safe to say, we haven't even heard it yet, but I think it's safe to say that this is our best episode yet. I think so. I'm, I'm going to yeah. say it. I'm going to go out and say You're it. You're going to say it? <laughs> yeah, look, look, the few drinks have given us a bit of confidence. We may listen to this one in the morning and go, this was absolute <laughs> trash. I will say, before you guys came on, I, I did do a bit of editing on the episodes. Um, new to it all, thought I'd try and refine it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you guys have come on board last week and today, I think what well, we're going to fly with Just no editing, roll, aren't we? Yeah. It's going to be. I think it re- makes it more entertaining, more raw, and more like really natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we want that for for our audience, don't we? There's a lot of ums and ahs and stuff ups, but I think that 
it's uh, it comes um, with it. It makes it more relatable. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. It's really good stuff. So yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, guys. Um, as always, myself, Rowan Lee, we do really appreciate all the support, and especially those who have gone and uh, reviewed and rated us on Apple iTunes. Uh, we we do encourage that. We do really appreciate it, guys. It does. It really does affect us. Five stars really helps us incorporate new listeners into the show and just make sure. It that... does. It. I, I was. I was. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, Nick, go but for I was. It, man. I was looking up. What. What does five stars? What does giving five stars do for the podcast? I was looking it up. Yeah. Pretty much for the listeners out. It just. It. Uh, branches it out more, and it. It makes it. Uh, more. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it, you didn't. Did you yeah. have you looked this up? It just it like uh, it, get, it gets us out there. It does, yeah. Like we don't we don't want to push it um, because it should be organic. But initially, we're we're growing the podcast now, and to help us grow, what you guys have to say in terms of reviews and rates does really help. Uh, for everyone that's rated and reviewed us so far, we do really appreciate it. And yeah, make sure to do so, guys, if you love what you're hearing. As always, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can do so via Facebook at The Daily Dribble and at Instagram via at The Daily Dribble 23. You can also get in contact with the show via email at The Daily Dribble 23 at gmail.com. Because, yeah, as I, as I said before, this, you know, it's three blokes at the minute doing a podcast talking about basketball and what we love. But it is also a platform for you guys to share your thoughts and uh, your feelings on everything that's happening around the league. Like we said, we love engagement. And on that, Lee, yep. I'm really, really, I guess, happy and uh, I'd say flattered yeah, by, so far, definitely. by Instagram, Facebook, the the engagement that's been shown so far. We love it. As I said, we really appreciate it and we hope it continues. Uh is that the beers talking? Is that, a, is that is that enough emotional talk? Well, I, I think so. I think that'll probably wind us up there, Nick. Um, you, that's it for you guys. Got you, through plenty. Look, an hour and 20 hour minutes. Yeah. Um, make, make sure you do listen all the way through, guys. It's a lot of quality content in there. A lot of... Um, I, I think in the latter half, where we started to uh, hit, our, hit our peak performance, things... Uh, yeah. We use the word loosened. Yeah. Um, we loosened up. So, yeah, make sure to check it out, guys. Uh, yeah, I guess till till next time, we'll wrap it up there. Till next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Make sure to uh, stay alert via our social media channels. Yeah. All right. See you, guys. Radio guys. Catch you later. All right. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs>